1: the reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. Joseph knew that. Joseph had two dreams. They both meant the same thing. And so Joseph, from the time he was 17, sold into Egypt, abstaining from sinful desires, suffering unjustly, And he has to every day wake up in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of that pain, and he has to trust God.
0: Nothing could be more of a challenge to our faith than to be sold into slavery by our family, only then to be later thrown in a dungeon for something that we weren't guilty of. As you've probably guessed, this is the life of Joseph, whose faith would eventually pay off in a spectacular way. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the faith of Joseph and how God used him to preserve an entire nation, including the people of Israel. In his study, you'll learn that while it might be hard to believe at the time, our suffering is used by God in ways that we can't imagine. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Genesis chapter 39 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: Two dreams, they both mean the same thing. It's about future exaltation. And so Joseph is going to have to have faith, because what God does not tell him is what's going to happen in his life between the dream being given and the fulfillment of the dream. And if he had, what did happen? Well, one more interesting note. Before the story goes on about Joseph, you have in chapter 38 a story about Judah, one of Joseph's brothers. And he ends up having a sexual relationship unknowingly with his daughter Tamar, who dressed up and disguised herself as a prostitute. We won't go into that story, but just to say that's a terrible sin. And while Judah is sinning terribly, Joseph is suffering greatly. I think there's a message there. You pick it up in chapter 39. Joseph is sent by his dad to check on his brothers as they're out tending the flocks. When he shows up, they say, here comes that dreamer. Let's kill him. They throw him into a cistern, going to leave him for dead. But one of the brothers says, well, we're not going to get anything out of it except the joy of having him dead. But let's get more than that. Let's sell him. So they get him up out of the cistern, sell him to some Midianite merchants. Midianite merchants go down to Egypt and they sell Joseph to a man named Potiphar. And Joseph becomes a slave at 17 years old. Potiphar's wife, (laughs) not a righteous woman at all. You talk about a pagan. She notices that this 17-year-old guy is a hunk. And the Bible says he was handsome. He was well-built. And she tries to seduce Joseph day after day. And day after day, he resists. He abstains from sinful desires that would war against his soul. He has a dream that's greater than the dream of going to bed with this woman. There are a lot of guys that would love to be in Joseph's sandals as this woman is throwing herself at him day after day. He's far from home. He's hated by his brothers. He's been done wrong. He's wondering what in the world happened to the dream. He's suffering. He's abstaining in the suffering. And doing what's right after this woman, day after day, tries to seduce him. And one day, when nobody else is around, she grabs him and says, come to bed with me. He runs. And that's the only counsel God gives for sexual sin. Flee. Flee. She keeps his garment in her hand. Potiphar Her husband comes home and he she says to him, this Hebrew slave tried to rape me. He believes her, throws Joseph into prison. So he suffers unjustly after doing the right thing and abstaining from a sinful desire that would war against his soul. While he's in prison, cupbearer and the baker, they offend Pharaoh. So Pharaoh throws them into the same prison as Joseph's in. Joseph ministers to them. They both have dreams. Dreams that trouble them. Joseph sees that they're troubled. Says, hey, why are you so troubled? Well, we had this dream and it was like a nightmare. We don't understand it. He says, well, my God's interpreter of dreams, tell me your dream. Maybe he'll tell you what it means. He tells him what it means and the interpretation for the cupbearer is good. Three days after this, he's going to get his job back. But for the baker, not so good. Three days from now, Pharaoh's going to have you come out of the prison and he's going to cut your head off. They both come true. As the cupbearer is leaving the prison, Joseph says, listen, remember me when you get your job back because I'm here and I'm innocent. I'm here suffering unjustly. Put in a good word for me, basically. But the cupbearer, when he gets out, he forgets about Joseph. Two more years go by and Joseph is rotten in this stinking prison and he's suffering unjustly. Then you get to chapter 41 and Pharaoh has a dream. He has two dreams. And they both mean the same thing, but he doesn't know it. The first dream, he says, I'm standing by the Nile, and out of the river come these seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Pharaoh goes back to sleep. He has another dream. Second dream, verse 5, seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. And then Pharaoh woke up. Two dreams. He's troubled. He calls his magicians, his sorcerers, his enchanters. He says, I had these dreams. Tell me what they mean. They say, we don't know what they mean. And the cupbearer's hearing all this. And finally, he said, hey, I'm reminded of my shortcomings, There was a guy in prison named Joseph, and me, and the baker had these dreams, and he interpreted the dreams, and they both came true. Pharaoh says, send for him. Joseph stands before Pharaoh, and he says, Pharaoh says, I hear you can interpret dreams. Joseph says, I can't interpret dreams, but I serve a God who knows dreams. Tell me your dream. He tells him both of the dreams. Please note chapter 41, verse 32. Let me read it. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God. And God will do it soon. Joseph knew that. Joseph had two dreams. They both meant the same thing. And so Joseph, from the time he was 17, sold into Egypt. Abstaining from sinful desires. Suffering unjustly. And he has to every day wake up in the midst of that suffering. In the midst of that pain. And he has to trust God. He has to trust God. Joseph gives Pharaoh the interpretation. And then he gives Pharaoh some advice. And little does Joseph know that the advice he gives to Pharaoh is the link to the fulfillment of the dreams that God had given him. He says to Pharaoh, here's the meaning of the dreams, seven years of plenty. And after the seven years of plenty, there are going to be seven years of famine, not just going to affect Egypt, but going to affect the world. So here's what you should do, Pharaoh. Find a wise man in your realm and put him in charge And for the seven years of plenty, have him store up provisions, so that when the seven years of famine come, Egypt will have all they need. Pharaoh says, I'll read it. Since God has made all this known to you, there's no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace. All my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took a signet ring from his finger, put it on Joseph's finger, dressed him in robes of fine linen, put a gold chain around his neck, had him ride in a chariot as second in command. Men shouted before him, "Make way!" Then he put him in charge of the whole land. And then Pharaoh said, "I'm Pharaoh, but without your word no one will lift a hand or a foot in all of Egypt." And Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphonath-Paneah, Zaphonath-Paneah, the revealer of secret things. And just like that, his dream is fulfilled and people will bow to him. Seven years, he gives instruction. They pile up provisions and then the famine hits. But Egypt got all they need. The famine hits in Israel, and Jacob tells his sons, go to Egypt to buy grain. They got grain there. Joseph's brothers come to Egypt. They stand before him. He recognizes them. They don't recognize him. Why? He dresses like an Egyptian. He talks like an Egyptian. He walks like an Egyptian. Every time I mention it, I'm going to get a response. doesn't matter how many times I teach it. They don't recognize him, he recognizes them. And to summarize the story, he deals with them in a way that it brings such conviction to them that in chapter 42, verse 21, they said to one another, his brothers, surely we're being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we we would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon us. And they're talking about this. And they don't realize, because Joseph is using an interpreter, an Egyptian interpreter, he can understand everything they're saying. And the short summary is, they believe that what's happening to them is a result of what they did to Joseph years before, and it was 13 years ago.
0: Life will be difficult, it's inevitable, and part of being a resident of this fallen world. The question then becomes, how do you handle unexpected trials? Through this study in the book of 1 Peter, Pastor Danny has been encouraging you to take your troubles to your Savior. He cares for you and is the strength and comfort that you crave. Are you facing an unexpected or frustrating situation today? Can we pray for you? There's strength in lifting one another up in prayer, and we're honored to do that for you. Send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. Would you pray for us here at The Living Word too? As our ministry grows, we always want to make sure that we're seeking Jesus first and our ideas second. His guidance is what we need. Would you pray that we'd recognize His voice always? Thanks for praying. Do you live in or near St. Petersburg? If so, we have a special invitation for you. Pastor Danny and all of us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship would love to have you join us for our weekend services. We gather on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. And your presence would be such a blessing to us. Find out more and get directions at ccfstpete.church. Thanks for tuning in today. Join us next time to hear another message from Scripture right here on The Living
1: Word.